0: So you have found the perfect candidate for your open position, and they have accepted your offer. Now, the only thing standing between them starting to make big impact on your team is their two-week notice to their current employer. Then it happens, the dreaded call, and they tell you that upon further thought and consideration, they're going to stay with their current employer. If this has ever happened to you and you want to avoid it in the future, Make sure you stay tuned as Jeff discusses his best practice to avoid this dynamic from happening to you. This is the
1: Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions,
0: and dreamers. Welcome back, champ fam. Lem Woodson here in studio headquarters for another episode of the Champion Forum. And with me, as always, is Jeffrey Chad Hancher. Say hello, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> You you had to pull out the Jeffrey
1: Chad on him. The whole name. We're going the whole name today. Dang. You know, it's like, uh, <laughs> that's funny. When I hear Jeffrey Chad, I obviously, I'm thinking I'm in trouble, right? <laughs> but uh, I appreciate that. Now the world knows my middle name. Yes. So uh, hopefully you're not hashtagging that or uh, <laughs> calling me that on Zoom calls or on conference calls
0: jeff will be fine but very endearing i like it i like a good way to break the ice no problem no problem so you know the problem that we're talking about today has most likely happened to every hiring manager it's the dreaded decline of a job offer you know you were recently at a national conference speaking to a group of sales managers mm-hmm. about the subject of hiring world-class talent and this was one of your segments so tell us like how do we minimize the pain of this happening yeah, this uh, this conference we recently
1: did, uh, we, we had a, a room full of hiring managers, mm-hmm. uh, specifically looking to hire salespeople. And uh, there, there was so many things that came up in regards to hiring process and best practices to mm-hmm. recruit peak performers. And so this has been a hot topic right now because here we have two things here. We have uh, a big retention problem right now. Mm-hmm. In 2021, uh, year to date, uh, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, we're sitting at a 57 percent turnover rate nationally, all industries. Man, which uh, is unheard of. Yeah, unheard of. Now yeah. think about 57 percent. Mm-hmm. Think think about this leader, and may, hopefully this isn't you. But if we look at this as an average, and you have 20 people on your team. Mm-hmm and 10 of them quit this year, what that's doing to your bottom line. Exactly. And so my segment in this conference was to talk about how we can hire the right people Mm -hmm. to minimize turnover in the future. Right. Uh, Because the turnover is happening in April alone of this calendar year, uh, back to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 4 million people in the month of April
0: quit their job. Wow. Wow. $4 $4 million. That's National Quitters Month for sure. <laughs> right on. My goodness. So
1: it's like, even if you're doing everything right right now, you're having some level of turnover most yeah. likely. Oh, yeah. And so we got to capitalize on a very tight labor market and mm-hmm. doing it like we've always done it is not going to work. And so there was a lot of things that I talked about in this three-session process. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, after the conference and uh, you know, we're, we're there having coffee on a break, whatever... The overwhelming feedback that I got was the segment that I did on the counteroffer. Yeah. And, you know, you teed this up very nicely, Lem. It, we've been there. Uh, we have felt this pain most likely at some point. If you've been hiring any length of time, you've had this happen to you where you have the elite performer mm-hmm. that you just finished the the offer meeting and they're saying yes you're saying yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody's excited. You've just been through a three-week process of interviewing. Yeah, they took your predictive indexing, your disc, yep. whatever it is. Yep. Uh they've been through you know three or four interviews with several uh, HR, mm-hmm. the screening, uh, two other managers in your company. Everybody agrees you love them. Mm-hmm. You give them the offer. And they say, great, I'm putting my two-week notice in on Monday, and then you get the call that you referenced in the intro. Yeah. Hey, look, um, man, I I just got to stay. I got to stay where I'm at. I talk to my boss. They're going to make everything right. Right. And not to mention, is that a devastating feeling? But the other mistake that people make is when they have this peak performer, they let off the gas on recruiting. Right. And they're like, I got my candidate. I'm good. Yeah. They let off their gas. So literally, when this peak performer comes back and says, I'm not coming, mm-hmm. not coming to play for your team, mm-hmm. they're already behind the eight ball on on recruiting. So a couple things with that. Until you have the person in the cube, mm-hmm. you don't stop recruiting. Yeah. It you have to be I vigilant like that. on that. Until they are in the seat and they have business cards that are being used. Mm-hmm. You do not stop recruiting because yeah. the crazy happens now yeah. more than ever. Oh yeah! And so I want to give I want to give the hiring manager some things that you can do to combat you know this emotional uh, process that this candidate is going through. Because mm-hmm. keep in mind if you if you are uh, hiring the right candidates, let me say this: they're happy where they are. Mm-hmm. They're making the money they want to make. Right. And they're loyal to where they are. Yeah. And they like their boss. Yeah. Well, Jeff, how, I, I've never hired anybody like that. How's your turnover? Yeah. Um, those are very, very hard candidates to hire, mm-hmm. which is why I have this seminar that I do. But here's what I also know. When you get them on your team, mm-hmm. they don't leave. True. And they perform. Oh, yeah. And so it's worth the effort yeah. to go find them, convince them and develop them mm-hmm. where it gets hung up most times is at the offer stage because yeah. these people are happy where they're at. Mm-hmm. They are loyal to their boss, yeah. to the company, to the culture, to the mission. They're, they're happy with the money. There was just some things that you were offering that they feel like you can give them more runway, mm-hmm. uh, more growth opportunity, maybe right. things that the other company can't give. But then they go back and they have this emotional conversation mm-hmm. with their boss Heartstrings are being pulled, and you're done. You're out. So the first thing that I would tell you, you, the ink's dry on the offer letter. Mm -hmm. They sign it. Whether it's via email or they're in your office, they sign it. Mm -hmm. That's when we think the game's over. We have won. I'm telling you, change your mindset. That's where the game just began. Yeah. And so, yes, congratulations, you got them to sign the offer. That is a huge accomplishment. But the game... There is still time left on the clock. This is true. We have to prepare that candidate for the emotion of what is about to happen. Yeah. I say it on this show all the time. I'm going to say it again. The best way to handle an objection is with a great presentation. Yeah. We know that on Monday, when this candidate goes to their boss to give the two-week notice— we know there are going to be tears Mm -hmm. and they're going to have a lump in their throat. Yeah. And they're not going to want to do this, but they know they have to kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That's the objection. What are you doing with your presentation to Mm -hmm. prepare them and get them ahead of that? So the first piece is we have to prepare them for the emotion that's about to take place. Yes. We have to prepare them for their employer's counteroffer because they are going to get a counteroffer. Absolutely. I would. You would. Everybody listening would for your peak performer. Basically, what we want to do here is stir the pot and help them to build their emotional confidence. I like that. We want want to start helping them flex their emotional confidence. Mm -hmm. We have become the trainer, Mm -hmm. and we need to make sure they have the muscles they need to go into this conversation and feel good about it. Again, the best way to handle an objection is with a great presentation. Mm -hmm. If you've been burnt by this enough times and you haven't made adjustments, the pain is going to continue. Yeah. So um, this isn't going to be a long episode, but I just want you to take this one nugget and I want you to think about it. I want you to think about what is it that you're doing with that candidate that is different? Or do you just keep going through the same pain Mm -hmm. and your hope is, I hope this goes well. Right. I hope that their current uh, boss isn't going to give them a hard time and pull their heartstrings. That strategy is not going to work. So you have to have the conversation. They sign the offer. What happens next is what is most vital. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lem, let's role play this a little bit just for the sake of conversation. Okay. So Lem, Lem is the candidate. Lem just signs the offer. And the next thing that I say is, I say, Lem, I got to tell you, I know this has been a long process. Yeah. As I told you, this is going to be a meticulous process. We only hire the best. Mm -hmm. And I'm confident that you are the best. And I'm confident that you are the last piece of the puzzle to our already high-performing team. Mm -hmm. Some things that you mentioned to me was how much you wanted to grow your career as a leader, yeah, and you felt bottlenecked at your current role. Obviously, we can give you a little more in compensation as well, but that's not your driver. Your driver is upward mobility, Mm -hmm. and we're going to be able to offer that to you. And I'm really excited to be a part of what that journey is going to look like. But I feel like I owe it to you at this point to have a conversation with you um, as your new leader. You've been at Acme Company now for 11 years. Yeah. You told me very transparently in this process that you you have deep gratitude for your current boss, oh yeah, and that they, they've helped you succeed in so many different ways. You told me that you love the company that you work with, that you enjoy the culture and the and the people that you work with, yeah and as a matter of fact, you told me that uh you weren't unhappy with the the money that you were making. I have to tell you this: those responses that you gave me are part of the reason why I wanted you on this team, yeah. Because you're not a problem, you are somebody that sees value in that. But for all intents and purposes, you're not leaving something that's broken.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're going to something that has taken you from good to great. You're not running from something; you're running to something. And I have to prepare you because Monday you're going to walk into your off, the office of Acme, and you're going to sit down with your boss, and you're going to tell them something that is literally going to rip the heart out of their chest. Oh yeah. Not only from a personal standpoint, but from a professional standpoint, you are their top player. You are the peak performer. And I got to ask you something. When you go and you tell them that you're leaving their company, how do you think they're going to respond to that? Not going to take it well at all. They're probably not, because I can tell you this. If you came into my office, if any of these people in our office that you've met if they were to come to me as a peak performer and tell me they were leaving, I would send out every white horse cavalry that I had oh, yeah. from the top of our company down and do whatever it took to keep them. If that meant you know, getting them a little more money, um, you know offering them different levels of training or development or whatever it took, yeah, I would be fully prepared to do that. Mm-hmm. And I got to believe whenever you walk into that office, That is exactly what your current boss is going to do. By the way, they should do that. But I got to ask you the million-dollar question to prepare you for this hard conversation. When they do that, and they will, how's that going to make you feel?
0: It's going to make me feel awful. Pretty awful.
1: Yeah. I have to say. So you're in this moment. Emotions are high. You're feeling awful. And then they come back with this. lem. Whatever they've offered you, I'm willing to match it and do even more, if I can, to keep you here. If they were to say that to you, how would you feel about that?
0: That would, that would upset me a little bit. Why? Because if they could have done it, then they should have done it. You know, It would ruin my trust in them to have my best interest at hand if they were automatically— if I knew they were keeping me at a level— that they did not have to keep me at, hoping that I would just stay. I would, ha- that would be the that would be the line in the sand. I'd say, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, as you put it that way, you're. I agree with you. You're
1: right. You know, it almost makes you think like if you valued me enough, right? Why wouldn't you have already paid me? Exactly. And I'm not saying that your boss is a bad person. We're already in agreement that it's a good person, and they're doing what they need to do to keep you right. But when they come back with that counteroffer, you already mentioned that that would be somewhat a slap in the face. Mm -hmm. But even if they could do that, and even if you did agree to that, they're not going to be able to give you the the career growth opportunity that we can here. Right. And the reason why this conversation is important, Lem, is because I know going into that meeting Monday, it's not going to be fun. Right. And I know you're a good person. And I know it's going to be hard for you to let them down. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to prepare you emotionally for what's happening. And yeah. I think what I'm hearing you say is, regardless of how painful this conversation is, you're you're willing to have the fortitude to move forward with it.
0: I have to do what I have to do. Yeah.
1: There you go. Yep. So hiring manager that's listening, that was a you know off-the-cuff role play that Lem and I just did. But what I want you to capture from this is we know the objection, mm-hmm. and we handled it through a presentation. What we've done is, is that we've helped them see through the bend in the road. We helped them see what was coming, the blind spot. Now, they already know. I mean, in your office, they're just excited. They're excited that you offered them the job. Yeah. They're excited that they're going to be making more money. They're excited that they're going to have more career mobility. Everybody's excited. They're not going to start thinking about this conversation with the boss at ACME until like Sunday night. Correct. That's when the stomach starts turning. Yes. And the uh, the personal side of this starts becoming very real. Oh, yeah. That's when they start doubting. Am I making the right decision? Yep. Should I be jumping for the money? Yep. Should I stay loyal to my boss at Acme? They've been so good to me. Am I making the right decision? I don't know. Should I stay? Should I go? Should I stay? Should I go? Without this conversation of affirmation, mm-hmm you are decreasing the odds of getting that candidate. Very true. I can tell you this. By doing this role play, it's not a, it's not a silver bullet. But what it is doing is it's increasing your odds that you are giving them that muscle flex yeah. to push through that pain. Oh, yeah. Because in the moment when the fire's the hottest and their boss comes back with what, what we just said, and th- what they're going to be thinking is, Jeff told me this was going to happen. Oh, yeah. He was right this is actually happening. Yeah. And in their mind, what they're saying is, I told Jeff, this wasn't going to keep me here. Yeah. And I know this sucks. And I know this is hard. And I know that my boss is shedding tears right now. But I got to do what's best for me. Right. And I got to do what's best for my family. yeah. And so hiring manager, I want you to take a lot out of this usually these podcasts are filled with, you know, five, 10 bullet points and a systematic process. This is one nugget that I want to give you that I want you to truly think about. And I want you to role play. And I want you to perfect this conversation. This is what we call the counter offer conversation. Because if they're a peak performer, the counter offer is coming. You have to prepare them for the
0: conversation. Man, that's some good advice. You know, This is something that we can all begin to do right away. With the labor market the way it is right now, we cannot afford to lose great candidates, all right? So make sure that you take Jeff's advice and increase your odds of obtaining the best talent for your growing needs. And if you're interested, if you are interested in having Jeff present his full workshop on attracting top talent, make sure you email us at jeff at jeffhancher.com. In this workshop, Jeff's going to cover recruiting and sourcing, interviewing best practices, preparing the offer for a counter offer, and onboarding an expectation. So make sure that you send us an email. We would love to be able to connect with you and help you obtain and retain this top talent. And lastly, we want to assure you that if anybody, if no one else has told you today, we really need you to know that you have been set up to be a champion in this life.
1: The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.